Hello, hello, listeners from all over the world. My name is Wilka Nascimento, and this is the Leadership Talks podcast. And today I have a very special guest, Sheila Neal, the Associate Director of Sales um, for the Detroit Convention Center. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. How are you today? I'm doing really, really good. Excellent. And I heard that you are speaking with us from New York City. Is that correct? It is. I'm in big New York, the Big Apple. <laughs> yeah. Can you share with us uh, what's going on in New York today? Like you're there to promote Detroit for a specific meeting. Yes. Yes. So specifically, I'm here for two reasons. I came in for um Let's see, PCMA's Meet New York, they had that yesterday and it was really good. Great speaker, um, talking about connections. And then today we are doing Meet New York with um, NYSAE and they're expecting well over 375 attendees. And we're gonna have a trade show component talking about now, um, we were known before as the Detroit Metro Convention and Visitors Bureau, but we've recently moved to visit Detroit. So um, everything's branded that way and we're a sponsor of today. So we're super excited. And we're gonna be taking customers this evening to the MJ musical. So that should Excellent. be fun. Yeah. Oh, lots going on. Tons going on. So first and foremost, you know, I truly appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today here at the Leadership Talks podcast. And I want to, you know, since it's March, it's Women's History Month first and, you know, share with us like how, you know, women have inspired you to be in this wonderful industry that it's hospitality. I think there's two things when you talk about being inspired by women. One, I think about my grandmother and my mom, which are totally inspirational because a lot of things that we're doing today, we would have not been able to do if it wasn't for them. So total inspiration. And then from the hospitality industry, I think more than ever before, a lot of women are not only going up that ladder, but they're pulling someone else with them. And they're talking about what's going on at home, what's going on in your career. So I am super excited to say that, yeah, this is Women Leadership Month, but it's a good month for us all to talk about. Excellent, excellent. So I just wanted to also, you know, highlight, because you mentioned you're in New York for meetings and, you know, it's about the connections, it's different meetings. So it's one trip where you're tackling multiple events, uh, how it has been, you know, since uh, now that it's in person. So I started traveling in May. So I've been hitting quite a few meetings and I have to say that it's gone from different transitions. Um, certain locations you go to, it looked like COVID wasn't there. So if you think about going to key areas like going into Texas or Florida and then other areas, it's been very conservative. But the one thing I have to say that has been huge is the fact that everyone is super excited. I mean, even yesterday, we hadn't seen many of our um, uh, industry leaders, many of our um, suppliers. So as soon as they see, it's like huge hugs. <laughs> happy to see you. And then they linger on. People don't want to leave. They want to talk. They want to see how you're doing. They want to know how your family's doing. Um, and those connections, I have to say, I think we took them for granted. And the most important thing is you don't know what you lost until it's gone. So um, yeah, the connections have been awesome. 
Yeah, one of the things that I, I keep, uh, you know, uh, mentioning to folks, um, I like this, right? I, I was in sales in a hotel and I love, you know, to meet up with people, to go, meet up for breakfast and, you know, lunch or dinner, whatever it is. But, you know, definitely I think the one-on-one um, connections is very important. And, you know, to this day, I'm like, uh, you know, I was in Brazil for some time to visit family and so forth. And it's like you said, you know, the connections from your college friends, you know, to your suppliers here or your hotel's relationships, right? It's it's needs to be there. and to maintain as well. And how did you handle, you know, um, that connection through, um, you know, since COVID started and, you know, everything's via Zoom and share with us, how did you have that, um, how did you overcome that challenge? So there was a couple of different things. It's funny saying that because it's only been two years, but you feel like it's been a while ago and we're still coming out of it. Um, Two things for me. I started going outside more. So literally I would have some of my meetings on my patio. Um, I started planting flowers more, which um, I have to say I was not a bee fan. And now I'm all about the bees, all about honey. And even (laughs) it's funny (laughs) saying that because literally going to now where I'm buying honey, I'm sending it to customers, you know, tea time, relaxation, give that time back to you. So I think sometimes our sales efforts were in your face sales before, right? As far as connecting with the customers. And COVID has taught us that, you know, there is a person, there's a relationship, there's a connection. And many of those connections came from swapping recipes, you know, during COVID um, to literally my grandson and my son and daughter-in-law moved over from Thailand and they were in the house to where there was appearances of my grandson. So they'd be like, where's Carter? So there was so much where people got a chance to know you as a person, know what you were passionate about. And then there was other times where you were going so fast, so furious to where you had to pause because um, you didn't think you could get it all done. But in the back of your mind, you thought about the housekeepers, the front desk staff, you thought about um, the restaurants, you know, all the frontline people that literally, if this industry does not come back, if you do not keep moving, what's going to happen. So it got to be some stressful times, but I have to say that um, more than anything, I got to know my customers on a deeper level. And that's something that um, I took pride in before, but I truly respect and appreciate that now on a higher level. You can't even imagine. Yeah, that's amazing insights also. And like you said, you know, just being able to connect with people and be outside on your patio and enjoying your flowers. I think that's what it gives us that work-life balance, right? That we all talk about. Uh, And today more than ever, right? People are, it's a trending topic, right? It's, it's, it's a hot topic. Everybody is looking for that. And, and we as humans, you know, I think the connection and knowing one another on a deeper level is essential. So Question, how did the rebranding of Visit Detroit came about um, and how it has been? Because I saw on LinkedIn that you guys already closed awesome businesses for the future in 2022, in-person meetings, like 
tremendous, you know, congrats on that. And if you can share with us, how did rebranding came about? So there's a couple of things. Um, we had a great marketing team, their energy and excitement. They went through and they said, saying the Detroit Metro Convention and Visitors Bill, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, you know, what? let's keep it clean. Let's keep it simple. And what do we want people to do? Visit Detroit. So we started there and our new president, Claude Molinari, um, one of the things with the branding team he did is that we have a beautiful area that um, has ice skating in the middle of the city that's called Campus Marshes. So they did a huge logo in the middle of it that says visit Detroit. Launched that, everybody came out. So every time you come down, you're ice skating and it's a beautiful stage as well as an ice skating rink, people will see Visit Detroit. So that was first and foremost. And then the second campaign is Detroit Wins. And we're excited about Detroit Wins because there's so many groups. And it's funny because I've got people emailing, well, when is my group going to be announced? And so, <laughs> the negative side of it because you know it's like okay you got announced it so first and foremost aba is coming january 2023 we're super happy about that um they will bring um also bus world that will be coming to our destination and second um connect um which we've been attending for many years they're a partner of ours now so connect will be coming in august 8th through the 10th and it'll bring well over 1200 meeting planners so we're super excited but also my supplier friends are coming in so it's like a family reunion in my city so i am thoroughly excited. And then we haven't announced it online, but AMCI, which is a management company, um, they literally have chosen Detroit and they did it in February. And we announced it at their annual conference and they will be coming in this July. So we're super excited um, to see all of these groups choosing Detroit, looking at Detroit and seeing that Detroit's it's a destination, you know, it's a conversation. It's everybody's buzzing. It's not just about Motown. It's not just about GM. It's so many things to it. And then there's a huge sustainability component that we've been talking about. Um, looking at our small businesses, the lipstick that I have on, it's from the lip bar. Um, as we go to trade shows, we're actually wearing clothes from small businesses. When we went to connect, our shirts was from a small black owned business. Our makeup was from there. Our jewelry was from there. Our mask. Um, we have black owned potato chips. So really going out in the community and not just talking the talk to visit Detroit, but getting out in the community and understanding what community means, which kind of started from COVID. Small communities build big communities, big communities build vibrant destinations. And that's what Visit Detroit is. I love it. I love it so much. This is a great idea that I love, you know, that you're promoting the small businesses because also it's like people are visiting, right? They want to experience what it's a local experience. So I think you guys bringing that to the trade shows uh, and the meetings that you are attending, it's definitely a super plus. Um, but also I'm very curious, you've been working with Visit Detroit for quite some time, right? What is the, how did you start and, you know, how it has been this journey? Um, I would say the journey has been really good. It's sometimes you don't see yourself in certain positions and someone else sees something in you and they encourage you. So I would say that's the biggest benefit that I've seen working there. Um, anyone starting the journey in the hospitality community, I would say work every position you can. Um, I think the most beautiful thing is that when you understand how different things fit in, because sometimes people come in and they don't know the connections, but also you don't know what value this other person has within the company. 
So some people in certain areas or positions feel like they're not valuable. It's a huge picture. And all of those pieces to that puzzle make an amazing picture. And that's one of the things when I started and came to the organization. I started and worked my way up. Um, no role was too small, whether it was in marketing or whether it was in special events, because when you see all of this together and you get to the role where you're at now, you know where that person's starting off at, but you know how important it is if they stop doing what they do. So yeah, it's been an amazing journey. Some great people that I've met, um, I've learned and selling it today. That's the other thing, you know, selling it then versus selling it now, marketing it then versus marketing it now, it's a total difference. But I've been able to see the destination grow. I've been able to see myself grow. And to the same fact, I've been able to help others grow, which is a great feeling in itself. Yeah, definitely. I remember I have a, a mentor and he mentioned to me, he says, Wilka, you know, you want to go to the U.S. because, you know, I'm an immigrant from Brazil and I came, I'm very the first, uh, you know, person out of my family to come. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So I still need, you know, to explore other states in, in the country, obviously. Uh, but, you know, I've been to a few and I've experienced, you know, quite of a uh, for the small amount of time that I've been here, different nuances of the country. So um, what would you say um, for a person like me, for example, why should I visit Detroit? It's funny, you, you hit two things in there. So I'm gonna circle back. <clears throat> One, you talked about international travel, love that. Second, <clears throat> um, I will focus on the visit Detroit component. Three things. I would say the excitement of the destination, if you're a car lover, we have a Grand Prix that's awesome and it comes every year. So literally you can see antique cars, indie cars, designer cars, and then our auto show. Um, where else in the world would you wanna go to an auto show? So literally where cars are coming out the year before, it's like the grand de la grand of cars. So um, we get to see it first, we get to see it fastest, and you get to see GM, Ford, and Chrysler kind of show off and show up. Um, second, our waterfront is amazing. It's won awards and actually as one of the top waterfronts in America. So you can stroll down our waterfront and look over to the right or to the left and see not only beauty, but you can see another country right across the water. And then as you're perusing through there, there is festivals and concerts that actually happen on, on our waterfront. So you're not spending any money and you're getting the beauty of water, another country experience, as well as a food experience. And then that leads me into food. Love food. So no matter <laughs> what kind of food you like, I love Middle Eastern food. I love Mexican food. I love any kind of food and you can find it there. Um, being of the big three, many people saw it as an opportunity for them to take care of their families. So people migrated from the South, people migrated from the Middle East. They worked for the big three. They sent money back home to take care of their families. So you had all of this melting pot come here and they made little bitty pockets in our you know, area where they can call it their own. So we have a Mexican town, we have a Greek town. Um, there's huge components of um, a cultural diversity that you just can't get anywhere else. I love that. I love that. I love driving. So definitely, you know, when is the next um, big event, you know, that you would say that will attract more of the international travelers? Ooh, so let's see if we start going into June. So coming into June, we're going to be having, of course, our Grand Prix will come up 
And then in July, we have a huge golf event that comes in, um, which is our classic. And then in August, there will be Connect, but also on the weekends, there's actual festivals. And then one of those festivals is the Dream Cruise, where people come from all over the world and they don't drive these cars. They bring them in large trucks to come in and actually showcase them. So my family sits in a certain key area so we can see the cars coming down and then showcasing. All of those are international iconic things that actually happen in the city that bring people from all over the world. So I would say starting off in May, you could actually do something once a month in Detroit and have a different experience. Um, and then in December, no other place do we celebrate it. We started during Super Bowl, but there's like a winter fest that starts, you know, in the first of the year that you can actually go to. So there's a lot of different things to experience. But for me, it's always about the food and the nightlife. So, yeah. Excellent. And actually, it's so funny, you know, I you you mentioned earlier about the ice skating and I love ice skating, but I'm so bad, right? I didn't grow up. <laughs> I am too secret. <laughs> But, you know, I definitely will talk it up with my family. My sister, she loves ice skating too. And she's so much better than me. So oh. maybe you will see us visiting Detroit very soon. <laughs> I'll take a picture of me ice skating. And our president, he's an amazing ice skater. Actually, he is a coach. Um, he does hockey coaching so um, or refereeing. So, yeah, he's super at ice skating. And then that same ice rink in the summertime, it becomes an area for concerts. So they have... Um, tiki bars and a dry beach where there's actually sand and you can put your feet into the sand and on the evenings um, kids can come down after eight and they watch movies and we have right over to the left hand side actually in downtown a drive-in so it's things you wouldn't expect you know the summertime there is roller skating in the winter time there's a drive-in wow 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 um this is exciting but you know also i wanted to um, highlight here how is the community within you know the hotel industry um because i know here in dc area you know i was part of the the hotel clusters right i've worked in boutique hotels i've worked for branded hotels so how is uh the hotel industry took you know the covid and how it overcoming the challenges um now you know since you're out and about and selling the city also to all of these beautiful conventions coming into town so the hotels are doing much better are they 100 yet no but i like the process that they're taking so they had a core staff that stayed with them and then many of our hotels actually took the time to do renovations during COVID which was great. So they took some time to, whether it was painting projects or whether it was training from a leadership perspective within the hotel community. Another thing that the hotels um, took part in is that we have a 360 video and presentation that we were doing and offering for hotel communities, where we would come in and do that for them so that if customers could not come to them, they could get 360 videos of their hotel rooms and the lobbies and literally be able to showcase, share, and sell in that perspective. And now they're repopulating. So I would say that's the biggest challenge right now. You've got people pulling from other hotels and trying to bring them to their hotels. So um, where we went from directors of sales, you know, making beds and cleaning bathrooms, now they have more of a set staff, but they're being strategic about bringing staff back. So as the need comes up, I would say they were probably be in full-fledged rev by this summer. I know I just talked to my headquarter hotel um, probably two hours ago, and they are extending invitations to two people to hire them. So that's great to see people are bringing people back. They're coming full swing. But I, I have to honestly say COVID has taught the hotel community that 
we can't do everything like we did before. We have to be strategic, we have to be intentional, and the decisions we're making have to make sense. So that's one of the positive things that I'm saying. For sure, absolutely. And, you know, one of the, the challenges, I think it's for the staffing, right? Like of the hotel and how are you guys overcoming that uh, now that, you know, people have to be more of a strategic, get a more of a strategic approach to versus, you know, back in 2019. How is, um, you know, that assistance from Visit Detroit? Because I think also like just the 360 videos, I'm a millennial, I love to watch videos, you know, if definitely a hotel has that on their website or, you know, when I can see the real deal and not just, you know, photos, I, I love that. You and I both as well. So once again, um, they're starting to rev up their staff. Um, and then I think too, they're bringing staff from other places. Us being so close to Canada, we have people that live in Canada that actually work in Detroit. Um, we represent the metro area. So you have a lot of people jumping from hotel to hotel as far as their staffing. But what I do appreciate is that they didn't rev up too soon. So the fact that they're hiring now they know that they're going to need to continue them. And, and probably I, I, I would have to say one of the things, and I don't know how other communities felt, but it was almost like a switch got turned on. So it was slow rev up, and then it was just like, bang, it just blew up. So yeah, they're having to play catch up now, but they're being strategic about it and bringing staff in. So whether it's um, restaurants from a staffing perspective, because when you think of a community, it's not just the hotels, people want to go out and eat. Um, the other thing as a community, a lot of restaurants went on a slow rev as far as on Mondays. So Tuesdays through Sundays, it's full steam ahead. But Mondays is kind of a pause day where, you know, the staff you have, so you're not working them so much. A lot of restaurants are closed or they're doing cleaning and things of that nature and sanitizing. So once again, I think we learned a lot of things from COVID that probably we should have been doing whether it was appreciation for our staff or whether it was taking a pause and really giving people the time that they need because these um, hotels and restaurants are working all weekend. So can we shut it down for one day and allow people to kind of you know, reinvest in themselves to sanitize their areas and to invest in their families? Um, so that's one of the things that you, know, you don't wanna see that stay, but it's been really good for our community to kind of let Monday be a pause day Tuesday a slow rev up and then we're fully functional and and active and you know open and, and, and energetic Wednesday through Sunday. Excellent, excellent. So I know our time is coming up, but I, I wanted to thank you so much for you know I, I know that you're busy, especially while traveling and you know you've got meetings going on. So I truly appreciate um you know this opportunity you're giving me the time of the day, right? Because we are all busy, but any um, shout outs for any women that has made an impact um, in your career through, you know, this day? Oh, my goodness. I've got a whole list. Um, Joyce Livingston would be one um, with Spectra. She's been awesome. Another would be Lisa Williams. She's always been a champion as far as not only the industry. And then there's so much of my DC family. I am so afraid to say a name because there's so many <laughs> strong, energetic, um, empathetic um, cheerleaders in the DC, Virginia, Maryland area that um, I get texts from. I think about Shelly. Um, that's with MPI, um, the current president. 
always, always, always a huge cheerleader and so, um, so kind and so gentle. So there's so many women in the DC, Virginia, um, Maryland area that I would probably have a list of about 200 because I am only a little village from the many, many, many connections that I have from that area. So I appreciate and respect them. Wow. Well, thank you so much. I hope, you know, they they get to listen the, to the podcast and, you know, get the shout outs out there to them. So thank you again one more time. And hopefully, you know, I get to see you in person once you are in the DC area. I look forward to it. Thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You as well.